Good morning, church. (laughs) May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ be with you. It is a thrill to be able to gather, whether you join us online or whether you join us here in person, as we come together still in the spirit of thanksgiving and ready to celebrate the beginning of this wonderful new church year and new season of Advent. So my name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's a thrill to welcome you to worship at the Pendleton Center. excuse me, United Methodist Church, here to share a few announcements before we begin. So, if you have your bulletin, take out all your assembled pieces. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, thing one is that we have the order for poinsettias. That's this envelope. If you want to order poinsettias, this is how you can do it, or you can do it online as well. And so, if you want to make sure you get those in by December 4th, December 4th, okay? Other thing we want to draw attention to is... Um, the Light of the World, our Christmas program, which will be taking place on December 11th, especially to call to he- the call to help. So make sure you read that all the way through. You can see there's a call for volunteers, call for some baking, etc. So make sure you pay attention to that. Angel Tree is up in Mission Alley. So if you want to support a young person over the course of these few weeks, make sure that you uh, grab one of the tags and fill out the appropriate pieces so that you can be a blessing to them that way. Also tonight, we have Hanging of the Greens as we prepare to decorate the sanctuary in the church. So if you want to be a part of that program, we will be starting at 4.30. The dinner is at 5. And of course, it is always a festive and beautiful time. So if you can join us tonight, please do. There are other announcements in the bulletin. I'm going to trust you to read them. And now let us open our hearts as we enter into our spirit of worship. Good morning, and welcome to this first Sunday in Advent. When you came in, you um, were instructed to take a feather and a paper bag, right? If you didn't get one, you can, at some point when we're standing up singing, help yourself to go back and get them. Our theme for Advent is Angels Among Us. And you probably can make sense of what that message is. There are angels among us. There are angels that were sent throughout the Christmas season as we know it, but not so much the Bible describes it, that were sent with big announcements, big proclamations, angels among us. And so this feather is your reminder of angels among us. And the paper bag I'll tell you about in a little bit. So let us join together in this opening prayer. Holy living God, blessed Jesus, guiding spirit, alight us with your flame to hope this day. Grant us openness to hear your message. Grant us courage to be your messengers in the world, creating more hope in the midst of fear. And with the angel messengers above us, and as the hope candle comes into the sanctuary, let us join the band in singing. Surely the presence of God is in this place. Surely. Thank you. 
morning. And I'm going to invite you to stand for our two opening hymns, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus and Angels from the Realms of Glory. It's so nice to see you all here. As we start our sermon series of Angels Among Us, we are called to be those angels to people. We are called to have the hope to go out and spread God's news and God's light into the world. So we ask that you be in prayerful consideration of your offerings. Thank you. There's a line in this song that sums up some of what Pastor Kathy's going to share in her sermon in the bridge of the song. It says, into our hopes, into our fears, the Savior of the world appears. This is a song called, He Shall Reign Forevermore. And as always, if you know it, sing with us.
like a stone, light is breaking in a stable for a throne, and he shall reign forevermore, forevermore, and he shall reign forevermore, forevermore, unto us a child is born. God of peace and possibility, we offer these gifts so that they may be transformed into your good news for the sake of the world. In your name we pray. Amen. As we prepare to pray together this morning, we are mindful of a need for hope. We have that hope within us, but we know there's a world that's crying out for hope, and that'll be our focus of our prayer because we know as God's presence is among us, we, especially those who know God, always have a reason for hope. In the midst of our storms, in the midst of our trials, and certainly in the midst of our joys, there is always hope that springs. So how might we be in prayer together today so that you might be in touch 
with that hope. Does anyone have a joy or a concern they'd like to lay before folks that we might be in prayer with you? All right. All right. <laughs> Joanna, you said? Joanne. Joanne lost her son-in-law, so Anna wants to keep her in front of uh, everyone for prayer. Melissa. Uh, my cousin's husband had a major spine injury and is having, isn't going to be in the hospital for quite a while. Okay, so Melissa wants her cousin's husband kept in prayer because he hurt his spine and is going to be in the hospital for a while. Tom? All right, that's great news. <laughs> All right, celebrating an engagement. Carol. Okay. Okay, so Carol wants to lift up her friend Carrie, whose father died, and she said that was unexpected, so we want to keep them covered in prayer as well. Anyone else? All right, celebrating a marriage. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Louis. Okay, so Louis wants to lift up a friend named Walt who and his medical condition. Anyone else? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Say that number again, Anna. Say that number again. 1,450 boxes. Okay. 1,450 boxes total for Operation Christmas Child. That's pretty amazing. All right. So that said, let's open our hearts as we continue to praise God through our prayers. Loving and eternal one, source of all that is good and great in life. We come before you today because we are here as we are in preparation. Season of readying ourselves for the ways you will be born in us anew this season. Lord, we come to you today with a thought of hope in our hearts. Hope is before us. Hope is on our minds. Hope that comes from your abiding presence. Because in the face of so many circumstances that are overwhelming, whether they be illnesses, whether it be grief and loss, whether it be times of confusion, whether it be simply lamenting the state of the world, whether it be a time of deep physical need or financial need or any other challenge, we know that when we walk with you, there is always reason for hope. So when the world would tell us to turn our back, when the world would tell us to give up, we know that our hope flows from you. You are the God who makes a way. You are the God who is in control of all things. And so we trust you even in the midst of what feels too big for us because we know that nothing is too big for you. Lord, we also continue to hold on to hope because we know that there are times when you are with us and we are able to know that joy that comes from your being close. There are many celebrations today that we have heard engagements and weddings, celebrations of generosity and giving, just the simple joy of being together. As we come together during this season where thanks is first and foremost in our hearts, we give you thanks because you are indeed with us. Lord God, thank you for the ways in which you continue to give us hope because we know we didn't get here on our own. We know we couldn't have done it without you. We know that it has been your gentle, guiding, loving hand with us all the way. And even when the valley was deep and dark, you were still with us. So, Lord God, we come in hope today. No matter what challenges us, no matter what seems too hard, we know that you have given us reason for hope. Our hope is eternal because you are eternal. Our hope is sure because you are sure. Our hope is unbreakable and unshakable because you are unbreakable and unshakable. So, Lord, let us walk in hope and let us share that hope with the world around us today because there are so many who do not know, so many who are in need of things and so many who are in need of basics. But, Lord, let them discover that there is a reason for hope because your love abides. 
Your love abides in us. Your love abides in the spirit that unites us all. And Lord, we have known that love in the face and in the presence and in the saving life of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray today. Amen. Good morning. Our scripture this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 through 25. During the rule of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous before God, blameless in their observance of all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to become pregnant, and they both were very old. One day, Zechariah was serving as a priest before God because his priestly division was on duty. Following the customs of priestly service, he was chosen by lottery to go into the Lord's sanctuary and burn incense. All the people who gathered to worship were praying outside during this hour of incense offering. An angel from the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and overcome with fear. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to your son, and you must name him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many people will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the Lord's eyes. He must not drink wine and liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He will bring many Israelites back to the Lord, their God. He will go forth before the Lord, equipped with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will turn the hearts of fathers back to their children, and he will turn the disobedient to righteous patterns of thinking. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? My wife and I are very old. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the pres- God's presence. I was sent to speak to you and to bring this good news to you. Know this. What I have spoken will come true at the proper time. But because you didn't believe, you will remain silent, unable to speak, until the day when these things happen. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they wondered why he was in the sanctuary for such a long time. When he came out, he was unable to speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he gestured to them and couldn't speak. When he completed the days of his priestly service, he returned home. Afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. She kept to herself for five months, saying, This is the Lord's doing. He has shown his favor to me by removing my disgrace among other people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jan. In your bulletin, there's a picture that looks like this. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, finite disappointment, absolute infinite hope. Finite meaning that life is life and things will go wrong. Things will disappoint us, but infinite hope. And today, as we talk about hope, we are reminded of where our hope comes from. Zechariah, it was just an ordinary day for Zechariah. He was on call for the, cha- for the chapel, for the temple. He was the one who was supposed to be in there on that day so that he could prepare the space and place for worship. 
He would pray. He would light incense. He would spend time in there in the very most sacred space that not everybody could go into. Zechariah and his priestly division, as they describe in Scripture, is a team of those who serve in a priest-like manner and prepare the space and place for worship for a season and then go back home. Now, Zechariah, married to Elizabeth, had not been able, they had not been able to have children. And now they had become old, as the story says. And so he carries on with his priestly duties, and Elizabeth carries on with life, and in comes an angel. Now, if you look at portraits portraying some of the angel messengers from God speaking to those um, humans, they are often very large angels. And so this angel, Gabriel, shows up and just like you and I would be, he was terrified. And so the angel began to speak, and Zechariah was like kind of almost like, you don't understand. Can you imagine telling a, a messenger from God, you don't understand? Because the reality is, is that we could never have a child and we're old. Now, who knows what old was back then, but too old to have children, or so they thought. And what does Gabriel say when you've got Zechariah saying, but I'm Zechariah, I'm married to Elizabeth. Don't you know we haven't been able to have children? And Gabriel is like, well, I'm Gabriel. Like, you're Zechariah, but I'm Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. I'm a messenger from God. And still, Zechariah doubted. But let's talk about hope. For them. Because we often struggle to find hope when we get disappointed, when something breaks in our life that we don't believe can be fixed. We often wonder about hope in a particular area of our life. It could be job, it could be family, it could be a relationship, it could even be our relationship with God. Because sometimes we believe that God will answer our prayers in the way that we believe that God should answer our prayers. I imagine that Elizabeth and Zechariah prayed to God for a child, and yet a child didn't come. So where do they find their hope? Where do we find our hope? I'd like to invite you to consider when things go wrong in your life, where do you look for hope? And then I want to share a story. Sure. We can all see black on black, right? The story um, <clears throat> is about a little boy. And it's called, just trying to get back to the title page. It's, a, the, it's, it's all about a paper bag. Now you know why you have the paper bag. And the paper bag begins its story in the woods, in the tall trees that are harvested to make paper and products. And there's one log that's pointed out, and you can see in the storybook, because there's no words in this book, no words. And the log is different. And the log goes to the factory, and it goes through all the mechanizations and turns into paper, and turns into a paper bag, just like a lunch bag. Anybody ever take their lunch in one of these? Um, probably one of the stories that we never told my parents because they sent us to school with lunch in a paper bag, and no one else had paper bags. I'm sure no one in the entire school. So we just shoved them in our locker and forgot about them. We never took the paper bags to the cafeteria. Matt, school lockers grow already without left lunch. So anyway, so in this little boy's life, it appears 
because there's no words. It appears as though he's lost his mother and his father is raising him. And his father gets him ready for the first day of school and he sends his lunch in a paper bag and he puts a heart on it and a little note inside for this very little boy who's going to school. Of course, he can't read yet, so the teacher reads his note. And so it goes on, and he decides to keep this paper bag with the heart on it to store memories, to store treasures. Now, if any of you have ever seen how toddlers and small children collect treasures, um, you know, it depended. We, have, we had two boys and a girl, and our grandson, much like our sons, collects rocks and rocks, trucks, more rocks. And when he figured out pockets, he was the most excited little boy in the world. So this little boy has little trucks, rocks, and then... Um, Fast forward to when he falls in love and there's a note, a poem that his beloved writes for him and he puts it in the paper bag and on and on it goes. And when his father dies and he is married, then he takes this paper bag and he empties it out to look at all the memories. The memories are a part of where he finds his hope. So I decided, I didn't put a heart on my paper bag yet, but I did put some special memories. Here's a picture that was taken a couple of weeks ago um, for my celebration, which was beyond any expectation I could have had. And this is our family. Dave Lester took a picture of us out by the garden. And uh, my daughter, who was brokenhearted that she couldn't be here, photoshopped herself and her family into the picture. <laughs> and so this memory of this very special event um, is a part of what's in here. This is an angel, an ornament, an angel that was made and given to my husband by someone in his church as we remembered Sadie and the celebration of having even met Sadie. And so that's what this angel is for. So while on the subject of angels, next week we will have Christmas trees in here. And we are inviting you to find an angel ornament if you have one. And if you have one that you're willing to bring here, put your name on it and hang it on the tree so that our angels among us can represent your homes, your families, your history. Just remember to put your name on it um, so that when uh, all is said and done, you will have your angel back. And so if you don't have an angel ornament, maybe it's a good time to go buy one. Because we would love to see the angels around. I have shell in my memory bag and the shell is not the most beautiful it's not whole it's broken but isn't that the way of life none of us are perfect and so this shell is in here remembering all the trips to beaches and all of the wonderful times it by the ocean i have in here my mother's watch and my mother's watch was special because she had to get a watch when she became a nurse that showed her minutes, seconds. She had to know exactly what time it was so often because back then they wrote down what time you got medication with a pen. There was no computer keys. And the last thing that's in, well, two last things. One is a stopwatch that was my grandfather's, one of my most beloved father people in my life was my grandfather and when we as his grandchildren were with him this never even got opened unless we asked because he had all the time in the world for us and finally a charm bracelet did anybody ever get one of these when you were younger 
has jingles. You can always tell somebody wearing a charm bracelet because it just makes that sound whenever you, and it has the memory of trips and Christmases and special events. Now, let me tell you, yes, there's the story, and that's important. I put this rectangle here because I want us to think about our lives and hope. And I want us to think about how it is we learned when I was working in the hospital to ask people when they were struggling, when they were in distress, we would talk about when you've struggled before in your life, as most people have, where did you find your hope? Where did you find your center, your feet on the ground? And then let's try onto that again because that didn't go away. Let's bring it here because you can hold on to it again. So as we go down the path of life, and I want you to picture Elizabeth and Zechariah and us as we walk down this path of life, and in our life full of hope and wonder and excitement and a plan for how our life is going to look. We imagined, probably as children, what would we be when we grew up? What kind of adventures would we have? What kind of family would we have? Or what kind of adventures would we have? And never mind the family when we're little, we think. And so we, we walk along and we have all of these hopes. And then something happens. Something happens that kind of shakes us. So imagine... Elizabeth and Zechariah getting to their adulthood, getting married and discovering that they could not have children. There was no greater disgrace back in biblical times than to not have children. People were shamed. People were sometimes, uh, husbands would get new wives if their wife couldn't have a child because it was always the fault of the woman, as the scripture says. Elizabeth was not able to have children. So you picture Zechariah and Elizabeth getting to that place, that place, and they can't see where does the road go? Where's the hope? And they look back and they're reminded we believe in God. We believe in God's hope. We believe that God will show us the way because God's always shown us the way. And so it is that they make it to the corner and they can then turn, not the way they imagined, but turned in a way that they hadn't. And they go down that road. And what do Zechariah and Elizabeth do? As it says in the scripture, they were faithful people. They practiced their faith. They prayed. They went to temple. They listened to the word of God shared by the rabbis at the time. They were faithful. Sometimes I've told people, when you lose your faith, fake it until you make it. Now, you might think, are you kidding me? Or did you just say fake it? What I mean is that when we falter, when we falter, and we all do in some way, keep doing the things that give us faith. Keep doing the things that strengthened our faith, that supported us, that surrounded us, and for each of us that may be different things. It may be church, it may be a small group, it may be singing in the car to Christian music, it may be decorating our home for Christmas even though we don't feel like it. A few years ago, when I was here and Matt was here and it was going to be our first Christmas not together. I was living here. He was living there. And I was like, harumph. It's COVID. Can't do anything. Can't go anywhere. Can't have big gatherings. Everybody's like, the answer to everything is no. You remember? The answer to everything is no. No singing, no whatever. So I was like, I'm not decorating. I'm just not going to decorate. And there was a little bit of sadness and disappointment 
also anger. And then that evening, by I went to the basement and I dragged that huge artificial tree from the basement all by myself and brought it to the living room and set it up and put the lights on it. Now Jennifer gets to do that because it's still in the basement, unless you got it out already. It's up? Woo! I did what we had done because it wasn't like Christmas wasn't going to happen. And I would be with Matt, just not then, that moment. So you do what you've done. Practice how you've done it before to remind yourself that it's not dead, it's just different. Sometimes it means instead of a tree that you put a candle in the window. Sometimes it means that you don't go shopping because there's the the triple threat out there of RSV, the flu, and still COVID. So maybe, not that any of you would do this, you order your gifts online. And they deliver them right to your door. Hope. We get to corners and we have to turn. And we have to walk down these roads just like Elizabeth and Zechariah. Imagine Zechariah when he learns that in fact pregnant. Imagine. You can picture him being like, oh my gosh, I didn't believe. I didn't believe, although he couldn't say that because he couldn't speak. Sometimes we are amazed at the places and the ways that our hope is restored in the darker days, in the chaotic days, in the too rushed, too crushed, too overwhelming days, we are surprised sometimes at the little flicker of hope that comes sometimes when we look back and we think that in the midst of loss, loved us, that there was a time in our lives where people remembered how hard life could be. And they gave us something, a part of themselves. A long time ago, as a pastor, our daughter Katie gave me this bear. And this bear has patches on him or her. This was at the beginning of Build-A-Bear, near the beginning. And one of the things that she decided, because we, of course, went and had bears made and um, all of that, but she had this bear made with the, she talked about it being a bear with issues. And the reason she did that is because as a pastor, she said, I want you to have this in your office so that when people who are dealing with issues come into your office, they might have something to hold on to. I have to tell you, for the last 10 years, it's been not in my office, but in my home, for my possession, for just life, life. Um, And it's, uh, she went back to build a bear after Sadie died and had a bear made with Sadie's heartbeat in it so that she can always feel and hear that. Um, Even though she can't have Sadie, she can have her heartbeat. Those are the things that help us remember. Remember, I am a mom. Remember that I can be comforted in times of sorrow. Remember that God showed me the way when I didn't think there was a way. Remember that there were times when you weren't sure about this whole Jesus thing. Really? Jesus saves me? Jesus is eternal? A baby born in a manger who came after John the Baptist who was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth? And what would John the Baptist do? As the word proclaims, people would come to faith. People would rejoice and gather. People's lives would be changed. People who had abandoned God were going to come back to God because of John the Baptist's preaching. And so it is. Sometimes 
from a guy who wore weird clothes and ate bugs and honey. You don't care how much honey you put on a bug, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> but he preached the good news. He preached Jesus Christ. And so into the darkness came the proclamation of hope, the greatest hope, everlasting hope. May it be so in our lives that wherever you are on your journey, wherever you are in your life, look for the places you might not think to look. Look behind you. Look around you. We've done this before. We know. And if you don't know, just keep going with us. Keep going along, and you will find and rediscover who God is to you in the presence of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we are mindful of the ways in which God continues to give us hope, let us, remind, let us remember that there is always hope to be found in the presence of our Lord at his table. Let's open our hearts together as we come before the Lord. Our liturgy is a little different today, so please follow along. Paul's letter to the Hebrews includes a wonderful word. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. As we enter this season of Advent, it is right and good that we gather at the table of Jesus Christ, whose ministry was centered in showing hospitality, inviting us all, no matter whether we feel at home in our faith or at times like strangers, to know the grace of God that is already and always awaiting us if we will but be open to it. Let us set aside any hesitation, any obstacle to the invitation. In this silence, we offer our confession of the ways we turn away from the fullness of love. Know this, the things you have confessed before God, even those things you have no words for at this moment, are all being lifted away on the wings of God's love. Be assured of your freedom as forgiven and beloved children of the most gracious God. And all God's people said, Amen. I believe there are angels among us, sent down to us from somewhere up above. They come to you and me in our toughest hours to show us how to live, to just to forgive, to guide us with the light of love. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. In the beginning, you set everything in motion, creator of heaven and earth. With bold creativity, you splashed the sky with light and stars, sun and moon, wind and clouds, rain and rainbows and winged ones. With the words, you brought forth the waters, the waves, the mountains, and the valleys. And you called forth our lives from the dust and called it good. And so we proclaim this ancient song, with all of the saints and angels. Holy, holy, holy God, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, blessed are you. You sent your son Jesus, your message, made flesh to dwell among us, harbinger of hope, prince of peace, 
cup of joy, bread of love. Through Jesus, you gave birth to your church and sealed a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. Pour it out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so as we anticipate the birth of hope anew, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Touch us, O Spirit, and these gifts with your transforming power. Open us to your promise of resurrection from fear and death. In partaking of these elements, make us a people ready as your body in and for an anxious world. Let us become your messengers of hope in all that we say and do. Make us one in this purpose, O God. Make us one in your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Those who are serving today, please join us down front. of our Lord. It is our Lord who opens this table to all of you. As you come, you will come down the center aisle. A server will hand you a piece of bread. You move to the cup, dip that into the cup, receive both elements together, and then you exit by the sides. 
There is prepackaged elements here available for you if you would prefer that. You can also receive gluten-free elements if you go to this station on this side. There is also the prayer station available if you'd like to light a candle in a moment of prayer. Remember, this isn't about your worth or your feeling that you deserve something. This is about God's grace, God's generosity freely given to you. So please come as the Spirit moves, for the table is open.
going to invite you to stand if you're able as we sing our last song about hope that came in the form of a baby in a manger, Emmanuel, God with us. turn and face the middle and imagine the candle of hope in the middle and we are gathered to sing to one another the message that we are called to take to the world and so I will say it and then I want you to say it across the aisle be not afraid be not afraid do not be afraid because we believe that there are angels among us, called within us, and not just from up above. You give us hope enough in these times of trial. You show us how to live. You teach us how to give. You call us to be light and love. And so may it be that we are light and love in the world and to one another. Go in that comfort and peace and hope. Amen. <laughs> 